0: 23 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. We're ready for a long weekend here in the States as Memorial Day is approaching. Sean, thanks for coming back. And Chris and Mal, welcome to the show. And thanks for joining us all the way from Australia.
1: (laughs) Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. G'day. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, we we have a podcast as well, and I'm starting to think that our opening for our podcast is a little understated.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Well, well <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. Oh, thanks,
0: thanks, thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean that—that that is many people say the best part of the show. And then they, and then oh, they everyone
1: tunes off at that point. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's what the uh, Apple Podcast analytics show me.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you I feel should like come we, up probably with... a, we probably need probably need a ten-minute break after an, epi- an epic intro like that. Like, okay, we're done. We're,
0: we're yeah. <laughs> or maybe I need like a like a intermission kind of jingle or something. Just say
1: hey. yeah, 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 for sure.
3: I, Larry, I the lobby. You, I think you could come up with a dynamic like five-second ending. Perhaps maybe that would keep people.
0: Yeah, they're like they're everybody's Change like, it up every
3: time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, my ending yeah. is more mm. just like, hey, you could follow me on Twitter. Not so, not so, not so. Dynamic. Nah. So, uh, the way yeah. we were in contact, um, Sean has a recurring segment on the show called Underdog Sports, where he watches a game or a match from a, a lesser-known sport. And he chose f- uh, fistball for a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and he said he didn't like it. He said it was like <laughs> it was like volleyball. <laughs> slandered it, <laughs> like totally besmirched its honor. And I posted a clip of it, and I think Chris found it and decided mm. he's got to oh defend boy. fistball's honor. <laughs> um so and I'll, we're we're happy to chat with you of course
3: so first of all yeah, yeah. um uh, i, I want to say something, something yeah, yeah, right yeah. off the bat yeah. i i, I want to say that uh, for, uh in in the, the background of mall is it mall or mal uh he has yeah, something mal, that has, yeah yeah he has something that says Faustball. so maybe i was talking about a completely different sport maybe this is all a huge <laughs> misunderstanding <laughs> it very well could be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of, the, uh, one of the weird things about when we started playing is that it wasn't, It was, I mean, technically it was fistball in English, but it wasn't yeah. really known as fistball around the world because it's such a, a German-based sport. It was known as Faustball. So when we started, we couldn't find anything about fistball. We, if, but then we realized once we type it in German that all these results came um. up, you know, games, websites, and everything. Um, yeah, so it's still re- it's still referred to as fastball in in, in the European oh, okay. countries. All right,
0: all right. Yeah, that yeah, might be the yeah. problem when you were looking for like a good match to watch. You just typed in fistball, and only faustball matches or
3: the really good ones come up. <laughs> yeah, right. maybe that's that's possible.
2: Uh, maybe I need to watch. We, fistball. we did get a little concerned that maybe you'd play, that maybe you'd uh, watched an Australian game, and we thought. Uh, that yeah.
1: so uh, <laughs> I guess they're not yeah. known.
0: They're not known for their fistball prowess. Yeah.
1: No, it wouldn't be described as sh- uh, champagne fistball. Australian <laughs> fistball. <can> I, uh, <laughs> we're, we're still pretty new to it. So, uh, and we're um, we all founded at a reasonably old, advanced age, I should say, a mature age, uh, is when we found fistball. So we're not particularly good. Uh, the the European countries and the South American countries they've got young, athletic players. So uh, they're actually a bit more interesting to watch.
0: So, are you guys both part of like the Australian team that would? That would play in like an international tournament.
1: Yeah,
2: that's, no, that's yeah us. we have been <laughs> um, awesome. But probably, hopefully, uh, both sort of on the at the retirement end, and hopefully get <laughs> getting some new young players coming through to replace us. But we've said that for a while now, and we both seem to still find our way into the team. So um, yeah, we we both played at the uh, 2015 World Champs in wow. Argentina. And 2019 uh, World Champs in Switzerland, um, and then yeah, the, there's the next uh, World Championships is in 2023 in in Germany. So yeah, with a little bit of luck, maybe the Australian team will have some some new blood for that one. But uh, yeah, we'll see how we go.
1: Well, I've got a,
2: I've got a question. Go shoot. Okay, shoot.
3: when you were both in Argentina, when you landed, how much time did you have before you started playing? And was there like any fun? before before playing, or were you all, you had to be all business? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I could take this one. It was kind of an interesting thing, right? Because we we started playing in 2013, and we went yeah. to the World Champs in 2015. So when we started, uh, I'll very quickly tell the story, right? So when yeah. we started, um, the only reason we started playing fistball in Australia is because uh, the president of our federation, Rolf, and his mate were sitting at a pub one night, trying to find a sport that they could represent Australia in. So basically, they were searching on the internet, trying to find any sport that didn't currently have Australian representation. This nice. uh, is this uh, is very
0: much like the start to Cool Runnings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it is absolutely. And so he, um, they came to fistball, and they were like, "No, nah, there's no Australian federation." So they reached out to the uh, international federation. They said, "Oh, yeah, no." Yeah, You know, start one up. Yeah. So they did, and then uh, recruited all their mates. And so Rolf met Mal at his job. And then uh, I met Rolf through a mate of mine who is Rolf's cousin. And we started a team. And then we went to Pakistan the following year. Wow. For Australia. And then we went to Argentina. So when we went to Argentina, we weren't super serious about Mm -hmm. it because, I mean, we were keen to not embarrass ourselves, but uh, there was also an element of, this was a fun experience. You know, the Germans were going in, you know, fully focused, um, (laughs) really intense, but we went in with a bit of a, we're not going to do very well, but let's have a lot of fun. So so when we landed, we did, you know, there was a couple of days of warm ups and uh, trainings and, you know, going out for steaks and, and having a few beers, but, uh, and you know, maybe in the middle there was a little bit as well because there's a little bit of a break. But otherwise it was, um, yeah, it's it pretty easy going for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Like we didn't hit the field, I think, you know, maybe two days after we landed. So
3: Right, right. Yeah. Nobody played hungover. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that might be useful in some way. You know what I mean? It might. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as, as
2: hungover as you know we could have been, but yeah. Th- th- yeah, we weren't exactly you know on you know full professional athlete uh, diet while we were there. It was well, I mean, it's Argentina; it's you know home of amazing steaks. So yeah, yeah. we are mostly eating steak and and drinking beer for for the most part, but we mm-hmm. in moderation, I guess.
3: Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, I, yeah. I I applaud Larry for bringing on the most fun. Fistball team in the world. Absolutely.
0: And <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. if, uh, if Australia does make it in 2023 to the world's games, I know who I'm rooting for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So what, Sorry. what would, uh, what would,
0: <laughs> what would be involved in qualifying for um, the 23 World games?
1: Um, well, it's been interesting so far in that we haven't had uh, qualification because of the number of teams, the actual competition has been growing and the number of teams that have put their hands up to play in it haven't really reached a stage yet where they've had to enforce qualifying uh that might change for 2023 but so for the US because there is a US team um and they're actually pretty good they have to uh they're part of the um, Pan American Federation so they have to qualify alongside Brazil uh Argentina Chile and Colombia if they're involved um and then we have to. Well, I think we're competing against New Zealand, who have sadly overtaken us after they took up the sport later than us. But
3: uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> Pretty devastating. Um,
3: but they probably but yeah. saw you guys starting it, though. So you're still you're still the inspiration. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And when we first started, they didn't know the game. So we we're able to get a few wins over them and uh, really <laughs> nice. stick it into them. But uh, since then they have focused and uh, moved forward, whereas we have not. But uh, yeah, I think at the moment, I think we're going to have to beat. I don't know whether New Zealand and us would get in if there's um, too many teams, but that's the aim to be able to beat New Zealand. And then we should be able to get in under the Oceania group. Mm. So that's the hope. Yeah. Awesome. So. Uh yeah. um, I mean, like Mao said earlier, like we're old, and if honestly, if we're in the team for 2023, we have failed as a federation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm sure like yeah. Messi is considered old for his sport, so.
1: Oh yeah. I definitely compare myself to Messi. Yeah, yeah. The Messi of Fistball
3: really. or Faustball. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. it, maybe you guys just maybe you guys just need to hit the streets and then just look for dudes who have that eye of the tiger and just walk yeah. up to them and, and then be like, you're a part of fistball now. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, I was thinking maybe we could walk the streets with a fistball and just throw them at random. Young athletic-looking types. and see if They punch the ball back to me. And they
0: yeah. do, so, what what actually does a fistball
2: look like? Uh, um, it's it's pretty much. It looks a lot like a volleyball, but it's it's a it's about the same size of volleyball, but it's quite a lot harder and heavier. Mm, um, yeah. so because we play outdoors, so obviously wind is a is a big factor in the game. And yeah, I mean when when we first started playing. Um, we, we were playing using a volleyball just because you can't really get like fist balls are quite hard to get if to get them imported from Europe and they're pretty expensive. Um, but yeah, like playing with a volleyball outdoors is just a nightmare because the, the wind catches it and it just swirls around. And, and we, and they also just aren't really designed for being punched as hard as you can. Mm. So they split and then you, we used to like tape them back together and it was a bit ridiculous. So, um, yeah, so it, it's yes, yeah, similar size to a yeah to a volleyball, but probably yes, a lot harder and a lot heavier. So,
0: cool. And then the field. So yeah, now we, we might as well go into some of the the differences between fistball and volleyball. Uh, as we saw, it's it's always played outdoors on a f- or generally on a field. Um, the field is about the size of an Olympic swimming pool, and uh, it's five on five. Am I right about that? Correct. Yep. yep. Yeah. Five on five. So you're, I guess one of the big differences, obviously, is the players have to cover a lot of ground and there's a lot of running involved where there's really no running in volleyball, I would think.
1: Yeah. I think I mentioned in my message to you it's like, um, it's a very different strategy, right? Like you, you, you come in, you have to try to get the ball close to the net like you do in volleyball, but then there's so much space to hit to and the net is low. So if you go for the, with a volleyball approach where the ball could bounce in between hits, you're just going to have the ball bounce up beautifully into the air for someone to return it. So it's kind of all about hitting it hard, long and flat, or to the sides or drop shots or trying to curve the ball. You know, trying to add all these different elements and all these other people on the other side, because they're trying to cover so much ground, are just on edge, trying to trying to work out what you're going to do, and then getting ready to sprint, particularly for the drop shots, which so, we're not very good at in Australia. So
0: two bounces, <laughs> yeah. two bounces, and the play is dead.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So right. it, as far as trying to win a point, it's it's sort of probably more like tennis than volleyball, as far as you're trying to get the ball to either bounce twice on the other side or mm-hmm. yeah. uh, hit it past them so that they can't get to it. So it's yeah, it's sort of similar in as far as the three hits, you know, defend, set, attack. But, yeah, you're not trying to just hit it down into the ground because, yeah, obviously the, the ball just bounces up and it makes it easy for the for the opposite. You're sort of more trying to use the size of the field to make the ball bounce twice.
3: Mm.
2: Right, and hit
0: it as horizontally as possible so that it bounces as low as possible. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah. you guys... There- Larry, I just, yeah go ahead. Larry,
3: i just looked up i just looked up fistball on amazon unavailable in the states on amazon
0: Ooh. but does yeah. it show availability it. elsewhere
3: go to, uh, am, go to
0: amazon.au
3: i can do that sure <laughs> I, it, it, can, it brought up fistball t-shirts okay. uh, but let me check oh, yeah. up uh, yeah okay, well, uh, meanwhile i also looked yeah, I also looked on a Facebook Marketplace. Couldn't find anything. Mm. <laughs> Those are the yeah, only two shops. You pretty
2: much have to go directly <laughs> to the to the supplier. Oh and yeah. So ah. there's um, there's only a couple of suppliers. So there's um, there's a big one main company called Sportastic, which is um, an Austrian company, I think, or German. I can't remember now. But yeah, so sort of, you have to kind of contact them. Their whole site is in German, so it's pretty hard <laughs> yes. to navigate your way through it. Um, what is it, fantastic Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. Or there's a South American, a Brazilian company uh, called Ludwig, um, which does fist balls. And they, I think, have a, a deal with the American the US team. So they sort of uh, sponsor them and supply balls. Um, Ooh, those are some nice the USA. USA.
3: Yeah. There we go. Larry, when you shared your screen, it freaked me out because I was, like, Googling the same stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, what am I sharing?
0: So here, a men's fistball costs uh, $55 on the Ludwig site.
3: Yeah, that's not bad for a whole team.
0: Yeah, and also it's it's very... Everyone throw in. It's hard and heavy, so it probably it lasts a long time, I would assume. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it can do. It, it, they usually split along the seam because you see the seams as well are a little bit different to you know your soccer and, and volleyballs. They just kind of got three pieces basically, like two cones and a and a ribbon that goes to the middle. Mm. So once they've been pounded quite a bit, they do split on the seams. But no, they do last a while. They're, they're meant to be pretty heavy duty. Cool because they play you know they play in the wet a lot. They play in mud. They play you know on pretty hard surfaces. So, uh, do you play? Would yeah.
0: would a fistball game continue if it was raining?
1: Yeah, I guess there's a there's a there's a level at which point yeah. you, you stop, but uh, I think um, rain you'll play through rain. It's just because there's the element of the bounce. So you know, there's been a lot of games that have been postponed because they've gone to play and the ball literally will not bounce. It would just it just sticks <laughs> yeah, in the mud. The yeah, I
0: guess that's so, probably a problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like yeah, once a, um, once the court gets flooded, you
2: sort of you kind of have to pull the pin. But up until that point, and playing in the rain is actually really really good fun and it totally. Mm changes the game because the ball starts to skid a lot more. It doesn't bounce as well. So yeah, it changes the the dynamic of the game a lot. The defenders really come into the game a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have to work a lot harder. So oh, tell me Plus, everyone loves running around and splashing in the rain. Tell me about the difference between the
0: positions, like who are the defenders and who are, what are the other positions?
1: Yeah. So you've basically got, um, you've got two attackers, Uh, And you've usually got a, like a primary attacker and a secondary attacker. So primary attacker usually does most of the the hitting and most of the serving. And the secondary attacker is, you know, in case the first attacker gets taken out of the play with the first hit. And sometimes, you know, they mix it up just if they're both quite good attackers. And usually one of the attackers is also more responsible for getting to drop shots. So that's usually the, you know, the faster, more athletic uh, attacker. And then at the back, you've got two defenders in each corner and then a setter in the middle who, you know, depending on the conditions of the game or the strength of the other person's attacker, the setter can sometimes be right on the back line or they can be you know right in the middle of the field. Um, and so the you know an ideal rally would be the other team serves it, a defender, one of the two defenders dies for it, gets to it and hits it you know somewhere in the middle of the, in the middle of the field or closer to the net, and then the setter will do a nice little set, and then the attacker will smash it. That's what a, an ideal, play looks like i guess
3: how, how about um how about streakers is that an <laughs> issue
1: um we encourage streakers.
3: do we know if it's a, it hasn't happened yet in any uh fistball match you know what i mean like maybe maybe it's not even happened yet maybe fistball hasn't broken its seal for a streaker
1: that's actually amazing i don't think I don't know if that has happened now. Have you ever heard of that? Why haven't we I've, done I've this? I've not
2: heard I haven't heard of it. No, it doesn't it, it's, it seems probably like we could bring more to the game in that element than we can in our own field play. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're never <laughs> Sorry, too
0: old to be a shrieker. Yeah.
2: Perhaps <laughs> we've been taking this on from the wrong angle.
0: Just to yeah. get some publicity. You know what <laughs> I mean?
3: <laughs>
2: well, uh, yeah. you know, and hopefully like, in
0: twenty twenty three everybody or the next world games, whenever that is, it you know, everybody's gonna after being cooped up in COVID. Everybody's gonna be wild and looking to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. That might be when you get the first streaker. I don't.
3: Just I don't like, know if this that. has ever happened, but like, has there even like in a f- football or soccer match has there ever been two streakers at the same time, two separate? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but just coincidentally, maybe that's how you can one up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. The streak is made in the middle of the pitch. They're like, oh, this is awkward. Uh, you go this way, I'll go that way. Oh, I thought,
0: oh, I was supposed to get the, the Melbourne game. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play. This is a link you sent me on YouTube to the 2011. Uh, I guess this is the championship game. Uh, it's a semi-final uh, it's from the world semi-final. World so it is Aus- Austria versus Germany, or is it uh, Argentina. Argentina, versus Argentina versus Austria? Yeah. Is this is this widely considered the best fistball match of all time?
2: Uh, it's it's one of it's probably maybe not the best, but it's 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 definitely one of the most famous games. It was a a really epic um, fi- a five set match um and obviously just being a world world championship semi-final so it was pretty pretty high stakes. Um, but there's quite a lot of other really classic games um, particularly sort of from the early 2000s between um, Brazil and and Austria were were really evenly matched and with the two best teams at that stage and played some some really fantastic matches um, but yeah this this game was was really really close and there's just some really really good points um, in there. I mean, even j- they're just lining up right now as we're watching, but the
0: Austrian fans are in like full body paint, flags. So it's it's there's that's like they're ready to go <laughs> go streaking. There's there's some rowdy <laughs> fans there.
3: Are, are these their wives? That these ladies that are standing next to these guys. Who, who are these ladies? Uh, I think
2: the they're just the mascots. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> or just it's like, just like a, I, think, he,
2: I think it's just. Yeah, they usually, when you line up, they, it's like there'd be local kids or something like that. Uh, oh, oh geez, these
3: are kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not your fault, Sean. It's, it's yeah. bad resolution. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it's okay. The,
2: yeah. In the... <laughs> In 2019 when we our last match when we we lined up for the cameras and we had the kids standing in front of us the kid that was standing in front of me was about two centimeters shorter than me mm-hmm. and so i was just blocked totally from the camera <laughs> by this freakishly tall kid <laughs> it's, um,
0: that that's he, a clip that could go viral yeah was his arms bigger <laughs> than yours
2: be honest <laughs> Uh, to be honest, the kid was probably average height. I'm just really short, and so oh, oh, just, just sort of looked just looked comical when I was simply, like jumping to get over the top when name got called out. Right.
0: All right, let's fast forward a bit to some start of sure.
3: Also, let's really let's really get into it because Evident was a real rotten bastard uh, when
2: I was on talking about <laughs> fistball. What did no, I get no. wrong
3: about the sport? Go ahead, um, dunk on me.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the other big, big differences between um, volleyball and, and fistball is that uh, we don't, you don't rotate positions. You sort of have a set position, which um, sort of means you don't have to be seven foot tall to play it. Like, you know, if you want to look at any national volleyball team, they're all pretty much six foot four, six foot five. They're massive. Whereas, yeah. Fistball because it's obviously a bigger field, you've got to cover more ground. Most of the defenders are generally kind of smaller, more athletic, like faster guys. So they sort of running and diving a lot. And your attackers tend to be your sort of more taller players that can, um, and more powerful for the to try and because you've also got to hit the ball a longer distance and quite hard. So you sort of need that, that power up front. So and that's probably it's it's nice for short sure, guys. You can, you can still um, get it. And a few of our guys, like quite a few of the top level players in in Germany, guys that sort of started out playing volleyball, but just weren't really tall enough, and sort of found their way to fistball and have, have found their niche there. Yeah.
1: And yes. I think uh, like I think one of the advantages we had with fistball was that we started playing before we even really saw it being played. So. I think there's that element of having played the game. As soon as you've played the game, I find watching it so much, I reckon it. I, I think it would be so much more entertaining to watch having played it before. Because you understand the nuances of what's going on, what's difficult, what's impressive, um, and so on. So I think, because honestly, football is one of those fun sports I've ever played. You know, I've played, ton of sports growing up like like most uh, young men have done but fistball is by far i think the most fun yeah. i've had playing a sport there's something about it just being out on the field it's all very teamwork focused like you can there's not many um like you can't just have one great player and expect to win games because every time it goes down into your defense if, if they can't get it back into a spot to get a good set and if the setter can't sit for crap, well, then you're not going to win any games. So you kind of got, you know, like in basketball, basketball is a hell of a lot of fun. But how many times have you been on a team where like one guy takes a down? you're like, well, he's not going to pass it. He's just oh, going to yeah. dribble <laughs> while and then jack up some fadeaway three. And, My dad... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> playing in your driveway, Sean when he's just never <laughs> passed you. Yeah, crashes yeah. me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Does he just post you up again and just push yeah. you into the he's basket? All, <laughs> he's all
3: knees when he goes up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One other thing
0: I'm seeing watching this is uh, when when one team finally the, the attacker hits it over the over the net, the return that first that first hit to just get it up in the air seems like a really important part of it. And, um, and that could, because that could be anywhere in the field, anybody's responsible for just diving for that first ball
3: for that first hit.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
3: Like, I guess, uh, you, yeah. Pass, possibility for a head to head collision. Okay. Oh, if two people are diving. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah well, let in the, uh, in the world games in, um, I think it was 2016 Germany's best, one of the first games Germany's best player well their two attackers um collided in one of the first games and the the attacker actually the, the main attacker actually injured his shoulder and was was out for the rest of the tournament he, he's by consensus the best player in the world so uh, there was that situation where there was a drop shot right at the front they both went for it and just slammed into each other um yeah that was the closest Germany got to losing a game
0: <laughs> oh yeah. they just by dominant
1: completely yeah. dominant uh, yeah I mean, and it's funny because you watch the other teams and you're like, wow, these guys are incredible. And then they play Germany and you're like, oh, okay, no, Germany still better.
3: (laughs) Can you um, hit the ball open, like palm open? Larry, remember when you were in like grade school, like your volley, your gym teacher would yell at you for 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 hitting it, the volleyball like that? For hitting, oh,
0: for like palming it or. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Because it would happen on accident once in a while. It's um,
2: no open hand, right? Yeah, no, it's no open hand. It has to be a, a closed fist or your or your forearm. Sort of yeah, like yeah. I guess like volleyball, you can use your, your arms, but yeah. it's just a, a single arm with fistball. You can't use two arms. And yeah, I mean in Australia we have a, a rule where if it's if you if you hit the ball with an open hand, we call it sort of like this it's shameful. You get sent off yeah. for a point. You have to stand on the sideline <laughs> and
1: know ah. <laughs> yeah. what you've done. <laughs> so penalty box okay. we have some strange we have some very uh we have a very strange approach in australia so we uh yeah you know, obviously we took to it with humor to start off with so we have that rule that you know you set up the point of shame but we also have um we start every game with rock paper scissors uh to determine who's going to start the game and generally custom is that both players will do rock until one person gives up and just yeah. just wants to play the game so there's a little bit of shame <laughs> in choosing anything other than rock <laughs> <laughs> so some of these, I've, we've, we've had games where like everyone's just standing around waiting for these two stubborn guys to some to cheese. not pick rock <laughs> for like ten minutes,
2: <laughs> and you and you never you never throw paper because
1: never throw paper. Mm.
2: No, if if you're gonna concede, if you're not gonna throw <laughs> rock, it's sort of you, you concede and throw scissors. And like, yeah, because it's <laughs> sort of we call it like. We sort of call it more like fist, paper, scissors, you know, it's like, well, obviously you pick fist. Obviously, um, yeah. But then the rules sort of don't make sense anyway, because it's like, well, I don't know why scissors, like, why does rock or fist beat scissors? I wouldn't punch a pair of scissors. So, you know, it's, it's anyway. Yeah, it's basically it's just waiting for someone to say, OK, you go first.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Right, this is a yeah.
3: dumb question, but again, we're we're still learning about the sport. What if in a match the ball accidentally hits your foot, and then it's still playable? Is that like a fault or
2: or is that fine? Yeah, that's a fault. Yeah, if it comes off any other part of your body other than your yeah. your arm or your or your fist, or your fist, it's it's a it's a fault. So you can't hit your chest or your your head or your legs or anything like that. Oh, not even chest. Oh, all right.
0: All right, I'm going to fast forward to the 28 minute mark. Okay. Um, because I've been told that's is this is this the play or the next play?
2: Uh, it's I think it's like 28 35 or something. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah, it's, that.
1: I think it's after this one.
2: Yes it's yeah, four or five. I think the score is. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's a point that goes for probably 90 seconds or something, but it's just, it sort of has a little bit of everything where there's like the guys are playing at the net. Then there's like a lot of diving saves. There's stuff there. It's it's like, a, it's kind of the point whenever anyone's like, Oh, what's fistball? ball? You're like, okay, go to this video, go to this time and watch it. And you'll sort of see everything. Good save. Yep. Uh-huh. Good dive. Oh, by
0: Austria, The set.
3: <laughs> yeah, that bounce off the ground has got to be erratic. You know what I mean? Of like, who knows where it's gonna go? Yeah, it's usually a bit of. Is that a strategy well. to hit it really high? So it's just. Uh, if,
0: if you're not gonna get a good yeah. smash,
1: yeah, hit it long and high, just just to start the play over, basically. Because there's no point trying to smash it from far back.
3: Damn, who's
1: gonna,
0: who's gonna throw something other than a oh. rock? Yeah,
3: (laughs) that was a graceful hit. That sort of windmill move. Oh, that was a drop
0: shot.
1: Yeah, Yeah. because it hasn't bounced on the other side yet. So he was able to bring it back. It's
2: gonna be that.
1: Sucker tenseness about it because of the build up to each hit yeah
0: yeah it is there is attention to it just watching as they're setting up that third hit
1: yeah because as they're you know as they're coming into that hit they're really thinking about what they're going to try to do yeah
3: yeah it is
1: like um yeah yeah Yeah. because basically usually what happens is like the setter does a you know usually it's a high set or even if it's a, a little set like that the attacker's kind of looking at the opposition, trying to work out where there's gaps as he's running in, and the opposition's trying to read what he's going to do. Um, so there, there is that element of tenseness about what's what's about to happen.
3: Yeah, I got to ask Larry something to clarify, make a quick clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry's setting up this this, this the great um, section of this game we saw. He was he said, "Oh, somebody told me to play it at the 28-minute mark. Oh, one is of that." Tra- <laughs> It, it, it wasn't me it was not it was not these guys it was these guys it was these guys oh, oh okay yeah. yeah in uh i thought you had a i thought you had a third fistball source that we 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 were holding out on that would know. be amazing yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and then this would just turn into a fistball pod where I, every week
1: is a different <laughs> <laughs> well there's currently two out there there's always, there's always room for a third
0: oh, oh. Ah, so you you guys host one of the
2: fistball pods out there
1: yeah we yeah so in the, uh, yeah you
2: and then yeah so the the um the international fistball association they have one so theirs is kind of more informative um sort of i guess about news and what's what's happening on the on the international landscape and our podcast it's mostly just me and chris get together drink beer and talk about fistball yeah. for a couple nice. of hours with Usually with a with a guest, um, we try and get people from like Germans or um, Brazilians. Uh, we've had American guys on before, so um, yeah. If anyone wants to check it out, it's the uh, the fist, the whole fist, and nothing but the fist. So help me, Pod, the official <laughs> Fistball Australia podcast, or uh, as it's as it's known around the court, the cooler is TF TWF ANBTF SOFAP ANBTF.
1: Great. I, have, I have, so, how we start restart our podcast. Yeah,
3: I have three <laughs> podcast questions. Shoot. All right. Do you guys have merch, t-shirts, or anything like that? What are What are some reoccurring segments, if any, that you have? And then, what kind of complaints have you gotten from Fistball listeners of like it's not informative enough, or you guys are too goofing around too much, or you're not taking <laughs> it seriously, that kind of stuff?
1: Um, well, we have. We have uh, the standard segments at the start where we do, we introduce someone, then we, um, we usually uh, are drinking a beer of some kind, and we just talk about whatever beer we're drinking, um, and we nice. news, and then we do an, it's usually, it's become an interview podcast. We won't tell you how it's going to be at the start, but then we just kind of yeah. jump into an interview. We usually sort out, of listen to questions from other people, people trying to embarrass them, uh, and then ask those. usually, sometimes they're not even fistball related. And then sometimes if we're feeling up to it we do a game with you at the end of the game mm. um, at the end of the po- uh, podcast sorry. makes sense and they they but the problem is you know we we've usually had a couple of beers yeah and we can <laughs> and we can talk fistball for like hours literally hours yeah and so sometimes we get to the end of it we're like oh no crap this is like three three and a half hours no one's gonna to want to listen to this That's and then i spend 24 hours uh editing it down to two hours or it's
3: impressive though because the shit i even like i can't talk about for 20 minutes <laughs>
1: <laughs> and honestly we have um we have because we've been doing this for what uh what are we 2021 so we've been doing it for about seven seven eight years uh, uh, we have so many stories uh from what we've been you know what we've done throughout our history that we end up you know, even when we're having an interview with someone from Germany, we just end up telling our own stories from our, <laughs> yeah. just, for, just for anecdotes that, that make us laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as far as complaints go, we don't really get any because it's one of the things about, without, you know, talking ourselves up and getting a big head. We When we came onto the scene, we were very different because every other team that played really was of German background like the german yeah. communities and like so in the us it's in it's in new jersey it's in uh, milwaukee it's mm. in uh, uh, philadelphia i think ah. so it's very you know, german background there and then it's namibia in africa which is just like a, a german um, community there mm. and obviously in south america as well. so when we came on we found it purely through non-German sources, right? And we kind of went to it with a sense of humour. Yeah. And um, so all of our Facebook posts at the, at the start were kind of amusing and all the Fistball community just thought we're, we were hilarious because we just yeah. kind of, it was so different to everything else that was happening in Fistball. Um, and so they actually loved what we were doing. They loved that we brought this kind of, uh, different side to fistball and so we've had a lot of feedback about the podcast as people saying this is hilarious keep it going please yeah <laughs> um Good.
2: yeah in, in and merch, i think
1: it's do you guys have no, no merch but you know oh. now that you're saying it it makes sense that we really should be doing so yeah because we of have a lot of
2: we have we have had things. we have had like fistball merch from like the australian fistball federation that you know we used to we have that you can sell but we have, we don't have anything for our podcast so maybe that's yeah. um Maybe that's something I well, need to look into.
3: I'll, I'll tell you this: if you guys make a T-shirt available, I'll probably buy one. If you don't jack up the shipping costs
2: on international,
1: yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think
2: I think our exchange our exchange rate is so terrible with the US dollar at the moment. It'll be cheap no matter how you. Okay, doing, all so. right, good.
3: <laughs>
2: Who
0: is uh, who's the biggest guest yeah. you've ever had on your podcast? Ooh, yeah. <clears>
1: hmm. <throat> <clears throat> I guess it was probably Nick Trinemeyer, right? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, Nick Trinemeyer is, um, is a German guy. He's probably um, – he's, he's an attacker in the German national team. He's – yeah, probably well, – we'd be in the top four or five attackers in the world probably, yeah. so he's um, he's pretty good. And he's a he's an English teacher in, in Germany, so that, that helps. That uh, uh, obviously oh, the yeah, language yeah. – like there's only really – basically Australia, New Zealand and the US are the only three – english-speaking fistball nations in the world so um yeah at most of our guests you're relying on yeah germans or brazilians that can you know that speak pretty good english so having a guy that's uh that's very funny and an english teacher mm-hmm. and also a very good fistballer um certainly helps yeah
1: um actually in the last episode we had a, a guy a brazilian guy called <coughs> Matius. Couldn't slow. It. We, kept, we kept saying his name so many times wrong in that podcast. Um, but yeah, he was on and he's, he's actually a really interesting story because he plays in the Brazilian national team who are like the third best team in the world. And he was born without a left fist. So he's got oh, a malformed huh. arm that kind of ends up, you know, around about the listeners can't see, but where I'm holding my hand. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and he, you know, obviously from the get-go has adapted and he plays in this, you know, in one of the best teams in the world. In the sport and starts for them, and he right. has one fist. He's um, he's pretty inspirational, a uh, pretty inspirational guy, like just how good he is with what he's got to work with. Yeah, uh, and we've got two fists, and we're terrible, so it's <laughs> impressive, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, the uh, our podcasts have slowed down a little bit because of the sheer amount of editing that I'm and putting into it i I, sometimes i want my evenings back and i'm just this podcast you know maybe we should just be doing zoom now and just you know what if it's three and a half hours it's three and a half hours everyone just has to listen to it everyone has to wait while we go on our toilet breaks (laughs) yeah (laughs) well
3: the toilet break is a recurring segment (laughs) and larry i just. I'm impressed that these guys, I mean, I don't know why I've never thought about having beer while I'm on your thing. And you've, you've also never invited me to have one.
0: Oh, th- I'm oh. sorry. That's my, that's on me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what? Next time, <laughs> what next, a- next underdog sports segment, we will next definitely yeah. start the segment by saying what yeah. we're drinking.
3: Oh, and speaking of underdog sports, just because that's a segment on Larry's show, maybe that's something you could do on your fistball podcast but it's an overdog sports where you just yeah. talk about like basketball or like, baseball, just for a little bit
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> actually i was gonna ask is there um do you have any questions about uh you know the nba or nfl or any, oh, yeah. any like big american sports and maybe i can answer
1: uh i mean not really i think american sports <laughs> gets to australia so yeah uh, <laughs> it's like you know like it. M- Yeah, like NBA in particular, I think in the 90s uh, Mm. got huge in Australia. I think it went on to, it started being played on free-to-air TV here, um, you know, during the Jordan era. So uh, there's a lot of guys around about my age that are obsessed with NBA. Um, And then, yeah, NFL and um, and baseball to some degree is quite popular here as well. Hockey probably less so.
3: But Yeah. Are are you guys aware of the XFL
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, <okay. laughs> the failures of the XFL yeah. and so on. Yeah. But, uh, wasn't it supposed yeah. to start
3: again Larry didn't they weren't they gonna do it again well they were
0: gonna do it a second time and that yeah. was like right before COVID started so that's done they canceled it yeah they canceled it and I, as far as I know there are no plans for a third try Wow, oh, I was excited for XFL.
2: Yeah, it's a little unfortunate the, um, that their
0: second try was they it failed due to external circumstances. Not
2: yeah, their yeah, own. yeah. All right. The, well. uh, the 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 LFL made it out to Australia a couple of times. They did some exhibition <laughs> games. Do you remember the lingerie football league? That I, I, do, I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah. I think I have a
3: few playing cards from that league. <laughs> this could be worth something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, one of the, one of the weird things about um, basketball, I find anyway in Australia is that I find it hard to have a favorite team in the NBA. I've followed the mm-hmm. NBA for, you know, what, 20, 25 years or whatever, but like, it's, um, it's, it's weird because, you know, it's such an individual focused sport, right. You know, like, so if you like a team, cause you know, obviously we're not from any of those cities. So we don't right. just automatically pick a team because we're from there. So we pick a team because we like the players and then, you know, three years later, they're playing for some other team and they're replaced with all these rookies that you don't like anymore and you kind of lose interest in the teams. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've found that I've had maybe four or five different favourite teams in the NBA and I Mm -hmm. haven't been able to stick with one. I mean, Mao's consistent. Mao is like Boston, Boston, Boston with everything he likes. Uh, (laughs) But I got family
2: in Boston. So uh, they used to, (laughs) when I was a kid, every birthday I'd get a a Red Sox hat or a Celtics T-shirt or something. So I was like, okay. And that was in, like, the... I guess the, the mid nineties and that stage, like all the Boston teams were absolutely terrible. And I was like, Oh man, you couldn't, couldn't you have moved to a better city where you've got better teams. But then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, well, you know, the Red Sox come out and and won a title. And then there's this guy called Tom Brady. Oh, well he he turns out he's okay. And then the the Celtics were good. And then the Bruins were good. And I was like, Oh, that was actually pretty, pretty fortunate. So (laughs) don't ever move family. Yeah.
1: Larry, how are you feeling about the Knicks this year? Then
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's been everything they do from this point forward is gravy because they were expected to yeah. be bad. They've been bad for nearly two decades, and now they're in the playoffs and doing well. I was actually at Game Two of their series in the playoffs, and where they won, and it was it, it right. was just it was madness. The whole it was one of the first like almost sellouts the Garden has had in a while because of yeah. COVID restrictions, and mm. it was just like Seventh Avenue was basically shut down after the game. There, there are video clips you could find yeah, of just right. people partying outside the garden.
2: That was their first playoff win in a super long time.
0: Yeah. It? Since uh, 2013, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. You know, on, on YouTube, you know how sometimes you get a, uh, rec- you get those recommended videos that seem to come out of nowhere. Recently, I've been getting a lot of recommended videos to go back and watch all the Lin- Linsanity stuff. <laughs> and it's, I tell you what, watching it back, it's just like, oh, this was so, this was such an amazing time.
0: It was. It's so
1: bizarre because it was so short, came out of nowhere, and it's honestly probably in my mind one of the best Knicks moments in like 30 years. Like when stuff was at maybe after the Allen Houston years, it's like mm-hmm. it was the, it was yeah, it was, the city was alive for this sport, and it was just, and then it went just like that. It was, yeah. Um, I, I can,
3: I can. I can say this as a non-Knicks fan, like the whole city felt electric during that time. It really did. Like, I, don't, I, felt like, I felt like everybody was, was fucking excited. I, um, <laughs>
0: so uh, during Linsanity, um, when they played yeah. the Lakers, oh. and it was the game that Jeremy Lin oh, outplayed yeah. Kobe Bryant, um, yeah. I, was at, I went to like a dive bar that night. It was a, it's a bar that like almost never plays sports on TV. Um, But they were playing this. The whole bar was watching with the sound on, including sitting Mm -hmm. at the bar was Ethan Hawke. And I'm like sitting next to him. We're both just like (laughs) eyes glued to the TV. It was one of the moments I remember from Insanity. And the Knicks. The uh, the
1: game win against Toronto as well. That was, yeah,
0: amazing finish. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. the Knicks make it to the next round, they'll most likely play uh the Sixers, who have probably the most famous Australian player, uh, in Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah. yeah he's uh doing us proud take away <laughs> from uh, Andrew Andrew Bogut and Luke Longley and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I guess... Uh- well,
2: technically speaking, Kyrie Irving is Australian. He was born in Melbourne. So we'll, we, <laughs> we, always, we, we tried to get him in the national team for ages because well, we are kind of hoping he wouldn't be quite good enough to make um, the dream team at his first Olympics. And we're like, oh, well, if you don't make the dream team, come and play for Australia. But, <laughs> yeah. but then he, he got in. So, But, yeah, he was our sort of claim to fame for a while. And then, yeah, now that Ben Simmons is there, yeah, he just needs to learn how to shoot. Um, he can yeah. do everything else. He's I, just yeah. um, that. Seems like
0: he's never gonna do that. He's just it's it's not just not gonna be part of his game, unfortunately.
1: And, you know, he might yeah, be it's the probably best. gonna he be the difference
2: be... between him being a, you know, he's I think he's you know, he's gonna be a great player for a long time, but it's it's probably the thing that's gonna stop him from being like one of those absolutely elite players. Is yeah. that he's just yeah he can only really score by driving driving to the basket and. Um, yeah, if you can't, it's a shooter's league, you know, like, yeah, the Steph Curry influence has, um, totally changed the game. And yeah. So if you can't shoot threes, you're always going to be, um, somewhat limited in the current current form of the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he's probably the best Australian player in the league, but I think controversially, perhaps I think the Australian favorite player in the league is Jingles for, uh, for utah. oh yeah 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 he's just, yeah. just, he's just so, so, he he's so perfectly it. australian he plays yeah, for utah. the utah
0: jazz and he's yeah. very good and the utah jazz are the number one seed in the west this year and jingles was uh one of the nominees for sixth man of the year uh yeah. and almost won yeah and he got he got beaten out
3: by his teammates didn't he <laughs> yep yep yeah. yep Larry you know
2: sports <laughs> that yeah <laughs> you, do, you,
3: do. <laughs> you have a podcast
2: and now yeah, you I know a, fistball yeah, that's right. that'd be a good nightmare for a podcast
3: <laughs> well, I'm saying you know yeah, just... the opportunities to step up and show your knowledge it's there and
0: there's definitely opportunities for merch and I should explore that
3: okay <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right well everybody uh, you know I might make a, I might I might make a t-shirt too Fuck sweet it. let's all do it <laughs> do it, do it. Well, yeah. thanks do everybody
0: it. for coming on um Mal Chris uh, is there any social media handles you'd like to plug and plug your plot podcast one more time?
1: Yeah sure uh, it's called that uh, podcast it's called the fist the whole fist and nothing but the fist to so help me pod the official fishishbone Australia podcast uh, that can't be shortened. Um, <laughs> uh, and other than that, no, I don't think we need to uh, really need to plug anything else. I'd just say, look out for, look for, look out Fistball and check it out. And there's also is the U S um, Fistball set up there and they're, you know, actually quite a good team. They've, they've been actually playing. It's actually a funny, interesting story is that they were playing Fistball, I think from like the twenties, the 1920s. Um, wow. And they, cause you know, German communities came over to the States and they were playing there and you know, pre-internet, they were playing world champs uh, in you know, in Europe and so on, and the Americans didn't actually know that there was a world championships happening because the communication to the international federation wasn't very good at that point. Mm. You know? And so they, there's American players that were, uh, at the time, in like in retrospect, going, ah, I wanted to represent the US in football, but I didn't even right. know there was a world championships happening. But they had... Quite a few teams in the in the US, you know, across all these different states. So um yeah. it's been around for a while. Um and and then, so, yeah, and if if you're in this if you're in the states, say, I'd say look up US fistball and and yeah. get involved.
2: And on the other side of that, too, like the, the International Federation had no idea that there was fistball in America. So yeah. no, they were just totally oblivious to each other. And so when the Americans finally, yeah found out that there's these world champs and, and contacted the international federation and they were like, Oh, awesome. You've started playing fistball in America. And they're like, we've been playing for like 80 years. You just, yeah. we just didn't know that, <laughs> that there was, we could do anything with it. So, yeah, but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if anyone's interested, like the two main, or well, the main areas. Yeah. In, in America. So there's um is Wisconsin. So it's in, um, it's actually in Germantown, Wisconsin, ironically enough. Well, not ironically, yeah. I guess. So um, it's out near Jackson and um, and the swim and sport club in flanders in new jersey are sort of probably the two main main clubs so if uh, if you're interested and you want to check out fistball they're the um, they're the places to go in the states and guaranteed uh, you know we have we have a good time we you know have a few beers and ha- have a bit of fun and um, yeah, yeah check it out actually yeah. we i mean touched on
0: the origins of fistball when we and Sean and I were talking in our last episode and Do you know exactly when it was invented or who invented it? Or is that kind of debated?
1: Well, I think like what Sean was reading out from the Wikipedia page is Uh, (laughs) what we see everywhere. And to be honest, I feel like it's, it's almost detrimental to the sport because it's like this kind of froofy kind of description of it potentially existing in the 1600s or something. It's not very... Uh, indicative of when it really started. I think Mao was doing a little bit of research and he said that um, it seems to have started around about like in the late 1800s, um, like the 1890s or something. And then it really kind of started properly in the early 1900s in Germany. So they were playing a lot in Germany. Um, and then it kind of, that's where it got serious. And, you know, like most sports at the start, it didn't look like what it looks like now um and they've slowly you know, changed the rules and adapted and everything but i think it started around yeah. about the same time as volleyball but for whatever reason volleyball has been the uh that's that's the one that's blown up for whatever reason softer, yeah. i think softer one ball,
0: of the maybe it's what more comfortable <laughs> it's ball a softer ball yeah maybe and cheaper
2: yeah. apparently Cheap, Cheap, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: yeah
2: i think one of the big um challenges they've faced um because it was actually like a, a big sport in a lot of European countries and and in the south of um, of Brazil and, and these places, but uh, anti-German sentiment uh, post World War Two and, yeah. and World War One really uh-huh. um, quashed the sport. There was a lot of like, when we were talking to the Brazilian guy on our last podcast, and he basically said, "Yeah, that it was uh, no Germans were allowed to play fistball. The sport was banned for quite a few years just because it was a German sport." So I think that really kind of hindered its growth and then it sort of became very much this sort of it was just a It sort of seemed like it was a german sport for german people for a long time and it was they Mm -hmm. were kind of doing it no one else was and then it's really probably only been the last yeah maybe not probably 10 years that i guess social media has sort of made it more accessible and people are finding out about it that um it's really starting to grow and yeah like even you know when we found it the most of the like you couldn't even get the rules in English or they were a really badly translated version of, of, of German and stuff like that. So it's, it's gradually coming along, but um, yeah, that's good fun.
1: Yeah. And I think like one of the big selling points of fistball is that they have this whole um, image of fistball as family. So like everyone is obviously, you know, super competitive when they play, but off the field, like fistball is just one of the most friendliest group of sporting people to be around, like you can hit up anyone in any country, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, come along, come play." And, you know, you can stay at our house. You know, we'll take you out for dinner and all this sort of stuff. It doesn't matter what level they're at. Right. So when we played the first World Championships, yeah, we were, we were absolutely terrible. And I think in some sports, we would have just been like, people would have just been saying, "Get these guys out of here. They're they're an embarrassment to the sport." But you know, fistballers are like, "Yeah, this is great. Come back. You know, come. We'll tra- we'll help you. We'll coach you. We'll send people out to you know to help you out and everything." um and a, a, a good indicator for me was um we started doing these award nights in in Australia for our local league and for the first award night that we had I reached out to a whole bunch of people to do these uh congratulations videos for the winner as like a surprise and so I reached out to Nick Trinemeyer and said oh can you do a, a video just congratulating Jason who who's yeah. the guy who'd won and um he kind of knew him but not really and so anyway he did a he did a video and he uh, did a video with the best player in the world, Patrick Thomas, and filmed Patrick Thomas basically going, ah, oh, this is this guy in Australia. He's so good. Oh, oh my God. So amazing. <laughs> and he's just like openly like making fun of himself yeah. for us, for our benefit. And I just don't <laughs> think you'd see that in any other sport basically. Um, and that's just, yeah, that's just been the vibe. Like if you, yeah pick up fist ball. They were working with open arms and make everything great for you. So yeah, get into it. It sounds like
0: the first ever cameo video.
1: <laughs> Actually, Sean, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Why did you, why, why did you like golf ball?
3: <laughs> <laughs> So fair. Uh, I think it felt so very, um, netherlands e <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt like the perfect netherlands sport
1: yeah okay yeah. um
3: so yeah it it, it, it works for them yeah. it does feel because nether- for it's us like... it
1: looks like for us it looks like a weird version of netball i don't know if you've seen netball but it's kind of a similar oh. sport it's played a lot in the commonwealth countries in australia and, and england and, mm. and new zealand
3: i might look um, that one up yeah
1: mm-hmm. Because uh, the actually the, the Dutch uh, fistball team at the last World Championships were all korfball players. Oh, really? Sport, so. uh, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Um, we might have mm-hmm. to talk to
3: them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: As korfball um, players or or yeah. fistball players. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Both. Both. And actually, I guess if you... we're
3: gonna
2: if we're gonna plug uh, obscure sports for you to, um, to look at, not that it's particularly obscure, I guess, but Australian rules football. Oh yeah. You know, we, we've got to look after our own here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's our first love, I think. And then obviously fistballs balls come along and, uh, yeah, that's probably become our passion, but, uh, you know, football, it's Australian rules football, especially in, our, in the Southern part of Australia is, is sort of our, it's our national game and, uh, yeah, we'll give it some yeah. love. Yeah. Is
0: that, is that rugby or is it something different?
2: different yeah oh, it's, no it's a different yeah. sport it's a it's it's only played in australia mm. basically but um yeah it's 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 probably that's the biggest sport in australia by by a long way um and yeah like we have there's particularly in melbourne which is where it sort of mostly started there's about 10 teams in melbourne and it's it's not uncommon to have 80 90 thousand people attend oh, wow. games you know regular season games and, and you yeah, know it's um yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty massive, and it's and it's a cool sport. It's it's sort of a it's really hard to explain. It's a combination of um, sort of Gaelic football that they have in Ireland, and yeah, a little bit of sort of I guess rugby thrown in there. But it's yeah, it's sort of it's yeah, it's not really like any other sports yeah. out there. But it's it's really cool. It's um, yeah, I, I, it's like
3: yeah, I've seen it before. It, I've seen it on ESPN at like three in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 nice yeah. that
3: it is an exciting it is. sport.
1: It is, it yeah. is uh, very free flowing and it's, you know, it's got big hits and guys jumping over each other and stuff. It's great. Yeah. There's nothing obscure enough for your, excu-
0: uh, no, it's also cover. I mean, yeah. I talk NBA, which is not ex- obscure. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean, uh, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to plug Sean?
3: Yeah. People can check out, um, stoner morning show or, you know, just me, Sean Wickens. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm out there. John Wiggins. Check him out. (laughs) Find me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete, wherever you get social media. And you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.